Live from the 301, live from the pot, I want to welcome my audience to episode number 200. Yeah, let's go! Episode 200. <laughs> uh, so, we're doing things a little different. I have a live audience. Uh, this is Black Friday, and uh, we're going to do things a little different. I got my guy B. Jones right next to me. Um, so we're going to have some fun with it. Uh, we're doing things a unique way tonight. B. Jones is going to be interviewing me. So you guys will get to see a different side of me and just, and we're just going to vibe, man. So again, thank everybody for coming out. I really appreciate you guys. And I'm going to hand it over to my main man to the left of me. Uh, this is the co-producer. Uh, I say this on every podcast where I have him featured on, but without him, I wouldn't be doing this. Uh, he was one of the first people that pushed me and told me to pursue it and really just stick with it. He was like, anything you need, I got you, bro. Um, so he does a lot of stuff on the editing side. And, you know, a lot of stuff I'm just not able able to do. Uh, so I really appreciate him for all that. But yeah, he's been on several episodes. He was also my first ever guest uh, back on episode 35. So uh, B. Jones, what it do? How, How you, you feeling? I'm good, my guy. I'm good, I'm man. Good, man. Yeah, you this, ready to do this? Yeah, there's something new for the both of us. You know, I wouldn't do this for a lot of people. You, you're one of the few people, handful of people that I would do this for. Um, it means a lot. So, yeah, I, I got a few questions for you, uh, different types of questions. Okay. Break it down. So, like, the first questions I have are, like, for you as a sports fan. Like, we all know that you love sports. Mm -hmm. And um, I would say, when when was the first, like, or what's the earliest time that you can remember, like, that you feel like, that you fell in love with sports? Like, what's that first memory where you was, like, Oh, like, I really like this. Like, so I actually have, like, a real vivid, vivid memory. My mom's going to love this. My dad, too. But he's not really paying attention. But um, so, <laughs> so like, back like back in the day, I would say, like, 2000, maybe, um, we was at, was at Cousin Tasman's house. And they had, they had a sand. It, was a, it had, like, a big backyard, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, like sandbox days, literal literal sandbox. Mm. And you, you remember the um, you remember the shot that Robert Ory hit where Shaq like he like yeah. bounced it out to him and he like he just shot it like as soon as he caught it. Yeah. That's yeah. like one of my first memories period of sports. Like everybody was like everybody was talking about Robert Ory hit that shot. And I'm mm -hmm. like, I like the Lakers and I seen I seen Kobe Bryant, young Kobe Bryant with the afro and I was like, nah, that's it. But besides that, I'll just say early moments of my dad yelling at the Redskins. And uh, you remember Brad Johnson was the quarterback of the Redskins? I don't, think I, was, I, I don't think I was watching football Brad at Johnson, that time. Yeah. yeah, so that's all, yeah. that's, those are like my first memories. So okay. I would say that for sure. So you say your dad, your dad like kind of got you into sports and that kind of like shaped your order, early sports fandom? Yeah, 100%. Um, my dad, Still to this day, he'll wake me up and talk to me about something mm. that happened last night in the sports world. Like, literally, he'll always do it. Like, you see what happened last night? Like, Kobe dropped 81 last night. Like, Kobe, you know, did this. Or Steph did this. LeBron did that. Or Shaq got traded and stuff like that. he always wake me up, like, mm. before school, like, my whole life and just tell me what happened before I could even fully wake up. That was my alarm clock before an alarm clock. So that's, that, that's pretty much it. So, gotcha. yeah, I, I would definitely say that. Got you. And to piggyback off that, I know everybody in this room probably knows. I know, I know. Um, who would you say that are your, are your favorite sports teams? 
Oh, so we got, so I did like kind of copy on my dad and he likes, well, I'm not going to say who he likes now because he likes a lot of different teams, but originally his original teams would be Redskins, so Commanders now, Lakers, mm. New York Yankees, um, and then after that he supports all the home teams, so Capitals, Nats, um, no Baltimore teams, no disrespect to Baltimore, but... None of them, but uh, yeah, all the home teams, but those three major teams, uh, Lakers, Commanders, and Yankees. Okay. It's the same for you? Yeah, same for me. Okay. Um, You know, I kind of dabble. I actually had like one vivid memory as a kid. I was playing like one of the old NHL games on like PS1. I I like the Detroit Red Wings. That was like the first thing I ever used. (laughs) (laughs) Was it it, it jerseys? Yeah, no, the jerseys is hard. The jerseys is hard. It's it's, it's a little red angel wing. That's tough. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I'll say, but I don't really like that. I I can't even tell you a player that plays on the team. Gotcha. Yeah, Um, the jerseys was hard. So what would you say are like your your top three memories of, of your favorite teams like all across the board? Ooh. That's a good one. Well, I don't got no good memories of the Commanders <laughs> in my lifetime. Right, they won right. all the Super Bowls before I was even born. But I'll say uh, RG3, his rookie year, yeah. that was pretty memorable. Um, damn. See? See what I'm saying? Uh, I guess most recently when they drafted Chase Young, mm. uh, I thought that was a huge deal. Uh, just because the relationship that my my parents have with his family, so I thought that was dope. Mm-hmm. Um, dang, off the top. Oh, Clinton Portis when he first came to D.C., me and my dad actually went to Circuit City and met Clinton Portis at Circuit City. Uh, he signed my football. I still have that football. I don't have it on me, obviously, but um, yeah, he signed my football as it's a like, young kid. It's like a meet and greet. Oh yeah, yeah, it's a meet and greet at Circuit City. You know, I'm taking it way back because that store don't even exist, but. Um, yeah, met him at Circuit City. Uh, as far as uh, NBA memories I got uh, for the Lakers, mm-hmm. obviously, I would just say Kobe Bryant's career because, you know, I could go on and on about him. Um, you know, and, the, and in particular, those those last two championships that they won, 2009, 2010, and then the bubble in 2020. Um, and I'll say that for the Yankees, uh, when they first signed CC Sabathia, I actually had the pleasure of reading this autobiography. Um, it was really good to get some insight to him and just a couple of the challenges that he overcame mm. um, as far as alcoholism and stuff like that. Um, when they had A-Rod, uh, Derek Jeter, all those guys. So I would say those are my uh, best memories. Far my favorite teams. Uh, and then for like Wizards, because I support all the home teams uh, when Gilbert Arenas was doing his thing. And it was also pretty dope because me and my parents went to the game last week. And Gilbert Arenas, Antoine Jameson, Karan Butler, they were all there. So that was pretty dope. Um, and yeah, I would say those. Okay. Um, so, so who are your t- top five favorite athletes to watch like right now? Right now? Yeah, right now. Mm, right now. Uh, no order. Yeah, no order. No order. Uh, I'll say LeBron because uh, he's still defying odds and – Beating Father Time and just playing at an extremely high level uh, in year 20. Um, so I, he's in my top five. I don't really love his game, but I just love the fact that his game was able to age so gracefully. Mm. And he's still like he's still at the top of his game. He's still a top five player. Um, who else? That's a tough one. Um, I got to go with my guy Chase Young. Probably a little biased. 
um, since I know him and stuff like that. Uh, his rookie year was pretty spectacular. And just knowing, getting to know the person off the field, that's, I have to put him in my top five just off of that. Um, I'll say Odell Beckham Jr., when he's healthy, uh, he's pretty amazing. It's just some of the stuff that he can do. Uh, like, he, he probably would have won Super Bowl MVP if he didn't get hurt in the Super Bowl. Um, mm, this is tough. Oh, Aaron Judge. I feel like I'd give a baseball one. Aaron Judge, uh, what he just did this year uh, was pretty spectacular. Uh, breaking the record, Yankees franchise record for home runs. And, like, home run, just hitting a home run is super exciting. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's super exciting. That's a big deal. Uh, so, I got to throw him in there. And then, mm, that's tough. One more. Yeah, one more? Yeah, one more. That was four. Ooh. Oh, no. Oh, no, that's tough. We're going to laugh. I'll say Deshaun Jackson. Cause I thought you were going to say Mahomes. Oh, Mahomes, oh, oh, Mahomes. oh, oh, I was oh waiting thanks, for the, my God. I was oh, waiting man. for that one. Oh, you just got me going. Patrick Patrick LeVon Mahomes was, the second. I was waiting for that's that one. That's my guy. Yeah, that's my guy. Yeah, I know his whole name, his whole government name. Okay, okay, okay. How can I, Oh, man, thank you. How can I forget that? Honorable mention Deshaun Jackson, but yeah, Patrick Mahomes, how could I forget? Uh, he's spectacular. Uh, he's the best quarterback I've ever seen with my own two eyes uh, as far as talent. Obviously, everybody knows Tom Brady's the GOAT. You know what I'm saying? You can't top those rings. But as far as a talent, from a talent perspective, I think he's the best quarterback of all time. Just pure talent. We're not talking accolades and achievements. We're talking talent. You know what I'm okay. saying? So, okay. yeah, yeah. He's number one. I don't even, I don't know. My bad. <laughs> gotcha. Um, so I, I've uh, switched gears a little bit. Yeah. But still, like, in regard to your sports fan, though, uh, the Lakers. <laughs> got, got a few questions about the Lakers. Current state. Yeah, current state. What, what's your thoughts on, on the current state? Uh, so I do like um, I do like head coach Darvin Ham. I think he's a uh, – you know, I've always felt they needed a new voice in the locker room. And Frank Vogel, he was cool um, for the time period he was there, but I felt like he was afraid to make big moves and big changes. And one of the early changes that Darvin Ham made was moving Russell Westbrook to the bench mm. and having him play the six-man role. Um, I didn't think that would happen with Frank Vogel. Um, as of late, Anthony Davis has been balling. But I kind of feel like it's only a matter of time till he gets injured, unfortunately. I hate to say that, but, you know, we're going off, you know, his history and, you know, what we've seen. You know, God just can't consistently stay on the court. Um, LeBron James returns tonight, the night we're recording. So we'll see how it looks. Um, but I just feel like the roster just isn't properly constructed and I don't I didn't I didn't think trading for Russell Westbrook was necessarily the right move to make um, we fast forward to the playoffs 2021 playoffs and um, Anthony Davis got hurt in mm. the Phoenix, against the Phoenix Suns that's why they lost the series they didn't need to go trade for Russell Westbrook and then they made a couple of moves like um, signing Taylor Horn Tucker over Alex Caruso and stuff like that just stuff that didn't really didn't make sense to me and I felt like they just went off, let's get Russell Westbrook. That's a big name. And 
it's not necessarily the proper fit. But, uh, you know, we'll see. I do like him coming off the bench as the sixth man. I am a fan of his game. Uh, you know, we used to talk back and forth. Me and you used to talk back and forth. When he was on the Wizards, he was putting on, like, ridiculous stat lines. And I actually did see him play as a member of the Wizards, and I got that shirt when he broke the triple-double record. I got it upstairs. Uh, but, you know, it remains to be seen. It's still pretty early in the season, about 20-game sample size. But, you know, they got to make up some ground. Okay. Um, and just, like, to piggyback off that question, what moves do you think they should make, like, not only this year, but over the next few years to, like, get back to playing Lakers basketball consistently? I, I it's, it's a tough question to answer. Uh, Russell Westbrook does come off the books this year, um, so they will have some cap flexibility. Um, you know, guys like a Kyrie Irving are going to be out there in free agency. Um you know, we'll, we'll see. Um, and, and I need to surround LeBron James. For as long as he's playing, I need to surround him with shooting. He's always played with those dead-eye shooters, Mike Miller, Kyle Corvers, um, James Jones. The list goes on. Guys like that. You have to, J.R. Smith, you have to surround him with guys that can shoot. Not guys that, like, can shoot, but, like, I'm talking, like, knockdown shooters. I'm talking your Joe Harris's, your guys right. like that. Right. Those guys that they're literally paid because they can shoot. Right. You need to surround the roster with those guys. So My he, man Squire agreed, too. He's a Lakers fan, too. I'm sure he can agree. But And Kendall's a LeBron fan, so he could probably agree with that, too. So do you think they shouldn't, like, make any of those, like, moves for this year, like trade for Buddy Hill or any of those type of packages? You think they should wait out this year with Westbrook? I, I get get I, him off the books? I personally will wait it out mm. because I think trading for, like the package that's been rumored, Buddy Hill to Miles Turner, I don't think that puts them over the top. Okay. I don't think, you know, you got a, you know, a tough Western Conference. And I just, it's like everybody can't play with the Lakers. Everybody can't, you know, you know, you're under a microscope when you're on the team with LeBron James. So every everybody can't handle that. So it's like, it sounds good. Oh, they get Buddy Hill, get Miles Turner. All right, man. Then they can make the playoffs. But when the championship kind of, it's a little far-fetched, I believe. Okay. And then, so after this season, do you think they should, like, still chase superstars or, like, just try to, because Westbrook, he's, he's taking $47 million off the books. Mm -hmm. Do you think they should, like, fill that in with role players or do you think they should go like after Kyrie or what do you think because they don't have any draft picks they can't get any young guys so so what do you think if they the can best? get uh, and I don't even I don't even consider oh I don't even consider Kyrie Irving a, um, a young superstar but I feel like and he's gonna want to get paid obviously right probably for a significant length of time um, but I would say if you could get Kyrie on like a two three year deal that'd be dope um uh, if you're asking me right now, because I don't know exactly who's coming off the books, I would I would just say surround these guys with some talented young players. Like I would say, like a Donovan Mitchell type, like that type of player, mm -hmm. because you need these young players to carry you through a long, grueling 82 game season. LeBron James not interested in playing 82 games. Let's just call it what it is. Call a spade a spade. He don't want to play. 82 games. Anthony Davis can't play 82 games. Right. He's physically incapable. So you got to get those type of players. You just need young players. And yeah. ironically, they had those players on the team at one point. You know, Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma, those type of players that can help carry and pull that weight for the duration of a regular season. Gotcha. Okay. So let, let, let's talk about the podcast. Mm -hmm. um, started 
2017 mm-hmm. I know we had a conversation I, I, That was like early 2017 And you told me like that you were March, yeah, April. You told me that you were considering Was, mm-hmm. was it uh, something that had been on your mind For a while or was it like Something that specifically happened You were like that you wanted to start a podcast Like how, how did that decision come together It was actually a specific um, Series of events Chase Young um, But You know how we We discuss sports every day Like right. Me and you go back and forth And talk about stuff And so I was just doing it In one of my group chats And One of my friends My guy Jabari Cooper He was like You should start a podcast And I'm like No it was actually my guy Sean He was like You should start a, The same group chat Sean was like You should start a podcast I'm like Podcast, man, nobody gonna listen to that, you know. Two weeks later, same group chat, still talking about sports. Coop was like, You should start a podcast, and I'm like, That's when it like made me like actually consider it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, All right, one person says it, that's one thing, a second person says it, that's another thing. And we're talking 2017, you know, now we're in a world where everybody has a podcast, right. I'm going to be honest with you. Nobody was doing podcasts like that in 2017. So I guess I'm kind of setting a trend. But, you know, like all these big major podcasts, you know, no shade, like All the Smoke and um, Knuckleheads podcast. They just they started like 2019, 2020, you know. But in 2017, a lot of people weren't doing podcasts. And so when they presented it to me, when the second person presented it to me, I was like, all right, you know, maybe this is something I should consider. Maybe something I should pursue. And uh, my guy Kendall here, I went to him. He does YouTube. I was like, Yo, you got a microphone? And he was like, yeah. Uh, so he gave me my first microphone, um, the Blue Snowball. And that's when I reached out to you. I was like, you know, if I do the podcast, like, you support me? You were like, yeah, 100%, bro. I got you. And, you know, we'll see where it goes. And now we're here. Okay, okay. Um, so do you, since you started doing the podcast, do you think, has it like affected the way that you watch sports? Like, do you like look at any deeper? Because I know you were like always in depth the way you were watching, but like, do you think they like because when you go on the podcast, you're like, oh, I have to talk about certain things. So did it like make you focus in a little more, or do you think it was just already natural for you? Like you were already watching it that way. I think it was already natural. To be honest with mm-hmm. you, it was just about actually putting my observations into content. It was actually just you know recording it. And um, so what I what I say and what I talk about, it's pretty much it's pretty much what it's pretty much comes from my observations, what I see. And then I just I just go talk about it pretty much. So yeah, that was always what it was. And I never like it didn't change how I view anything. But, you know, certain stuff you see you're like, oh, I definitely got to talk about that. You know what I'm saying? So it became that. Got you. Um, what What were some of your favorite moments or or some of your favorite episodes that like stand out that you've done on the podcast thus far? Um, there's a few. There's a few. Um, I got episode forty nine with my guy Jarris Lyles. Um, this was back when UNBC became the first sixteen seed to defeat a one seed in the NCAA tournament. Um, that was that was a lot of fun. That was with my high school classmate, uh, Dematha Catholic High School, class 2013. Um, you know, Jairus. Um, So, you know, it was cool just to see, like, somebody I know be a big part of history in the world of sports, obviously something I love. And we were able to come together and, and do an episode, and I thought that was really dope. 
Because um, that's back when, you know, for a while I wasn't really having guests like that. Right, that was and one of the first. Yeah, he's still, thing. he's one of the first guests. Um, so I had um, him on episode 49, had you on 35, had my dad on 50. Um, that was cool just to be able to create content with my dad. Um, I still got to get him right, but it was cool to have, <laughs> <laughs> it was cool to have him on there. Because, um, you know, it's like, the the way you talk to somebody is different from when you're actually sitting down and recording. That's why I said right. I get them right. Right. Um, what else? Uh, I had the pleasure of interviewing Adrian Branch. Uh, he played at the Matha back in the '80s, or late '70s, early '80s, and um, you know he's doing work with ESPN. He's also a motivational speaker, and it was cool to talk to him about um, his time at Maryland. And uh, he played with the late, uh, late great Lynn Bias, so that was cool to talk about. And they were actually friends, so I thought that was dope. Um, Takira Carter was the first female guest I ever had, so I thought that was dope just to be able to, you know, create content with her. And now we see what she's doing now. Right. Uh, it's pretty, pretty dope. Um, and of course, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention my guy Bink. I love having him on. <laughs> Um, I first time I had him on, he was fourteen. Now he's seventeen. So, um, the just the growth and development, and even the change in his voice is is something to watch. Um, it's cool, uh, just to get his perspective. So, um, yeah, I definitely love rapping with him. So I would say, I would say those are some of my fondest memories of the pot. Okay, um, what would you say? Like, what what makes Curry the pot? Curry the pot unique? Like. What about it? The intro that, for sure. Yeah. The intro for sure. Um, and I guess my enthusiasm. I come with it every time. I know I've been getting a little inconsistent as of late, but just the enthusiasm that I bring on each and every episode, I think it's really, it's really different because the goal not only was it to talk about sports because I love it, but the goal was also to you know, gravitate to that person who doesn't really watch sports or doesn't right. really care about sports and get them to want to listen just because I'm talking about it. So I thought, you know, I would say that that's one of the things that make her in the pot, her in the pot right there for sure. Okay. And then uh, this is my last question about the, about the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have any guests of all time, so like dead or alive, who would it be? And then, like, what would be the one thing that you want to ask? Kobe Bryant, easily. I knew it was going to come. Uh, I couldn't even yeah. let you finish the question. Yeah. Would, if, if there was one question that you could ask him, what, what would it be? Mm. I want to I would, I would ask him, like, what made that transition from basketball to, like, winning Oscars and stuff like that? Like, mm. I know it seems easy to us, but it probably wasn't easy for him. But, like, like how I would just want to ask him about that transition and what made it like it seemed so natural. Like you don't just retire from basketball and then win an Oscar. Like that's unheard of. Right. Like he said, Oscar means more to him than winning a championship. Like mm-hmm. that. That's crazy. And we know how he was about basketball. So I would just want to ask him about that transition. Uh, pretty much. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, so I know that you've been doing uh, work with Annie up mm-hmm. um, in the, in the sports Got Annie up in the space. building, actually. Yeah. Got yeah. Annie up in the building. Uh, how, how, <laughs> tell us how that situation came together. 
Soundman gonna laugh. He's here too. But uh, shout out Soundman. Of course, the Soundman special. We got him on a. I got him working tonight. Um, but I appreciate him. But um, it came through our friend Rome. Uh, me and Rome. I'm gonna say Roman. <laughs> we grew up together. I went to kindergarten. I'll say pre-K and kindergarten together. Um, and his parents are military. So after kindergarten, after kindergarten, um, I'm not gonna say he disappeared, but he, you know, when you're in kindergarten, you're like he disappeared. Right, you know what I'm right. Yeah. So it's like, bro, disappeared. Like, right. bro, gone. So I didn't see him until. Junior year of high school, uh-huh. we have the, um, I think we had mass, because mm-hmm. it's like the opening mass um, for uh, Damatha, and I think it was like, they were bringing in like each grade, each class, so I was junior, and um, I see this dude walking in the, I see him walking like to his seat, and somebody was like, that's, that's Roman, I'm like, Roman. Like that's not <laughs> that's not like a regular name. Like it's not like a normal name like Mike or Chris or Brian or nothing like that. It's it's not a normal name. Like do kind of look familiar. So I'm having a class with him, and I'm like, nah, this is him. So we go get to talking, and um, we just kind of like you know remain in contact ever since. That was only that was his only year at the Matha. And then uh, we were still cool, you know, when he made that transition back to Flowers and college and all that other stuff. Um, We stayed in contact. And uh, he invited me to the sports-only chat. We have a sports-only group chat. And then we have an anti-up group chat. And then I was, like, giving out, like, bets in the sports-only group chat. And then the meticulous Mark P., who was the uh, CEO, we call him PEO of anti-up consulting, he invited me to anti-up and... That's how I linked up with them, with those good guys. But yeah, shout out to the whole Any Up crew. Shout out to Soundman, our guy Paris, um, P of course, guy Keese. Uh, shout out to everybody who's tapped in with us, everybody in the Discord. Uh, we really appreciate all your support. But yeah, shout out to the whole Any Up group. Okay, so when it comes to finding bets, um, like what's your approach? How do you, how do you determine what's what's a good bet or something that you're gonna go after? Um, so. Good question. I don't want to give out too much sauce, but um, <laughs> you want to, me personally, I like to not strictly base stuff off trends, but I also like to look at like psychological things like, mm-hmm. oh, he's playing his old team. Mm-hmm. He's going to want to like, you know, perform well against his old team. Like, I made some money last year or, or like or not even just his old team or a guy was playing in his hometown. Like I made some money with Markel Fox last year. He came to D.C., did his thing. Um, those are some things I look at. And then just what I'm seeing with my eyes, I base my bets off of that as well. So yeah, those are a couple of factors. I don't want to give out too much sauce, but okay. kind of um, just gave out some sauce, you know, revenge and, and psychological. So, yeah. Has, has your approach changed over time or has it like stayed consistent you just like made little tweaks here or there uh i would say it's grown because you know you can always learn you know we learn something new every day um you know i feel like sometimes i could be super stubborn at how i approach things and maybe a little you got you got to want to take the emotion out of it 
It's like, man, this team lost last week. I don't right. want to bet them. They suck. And then the team wins the next week. Like, you want to take that emotion out of it. And, yeah, I would say, I, I would just say everything has come with growth. You know what I'm saying? Over time. And, you know, I've gotten sharper and sharper over the years. I feel like the whole Antioch group as a whole has got sharper over the years. So, you know, you just got to grow. But, yeah, I've definitely grown over the years, though. Got you. Um, and so with the with the betting, if you get, like, on a losing streak, how do, how do you handle that? Do you, like, <laughs> just, do, do you just take a few days off or do you, do you keep going, like, try to plow through it? Like, what's, what's, your, what's your approach to that? Definitely take a couple of days off, man. Um, I had a parlay last week. I lost on the Broncos. He's like, why you bet on the Broncos? And <laughs> you're probably thinking that. Yeah. But I was mad. For, I was mad for a couple of days, man. Mm-hmm. I was honestly mad for, like, two, three days. Pissed off at the Broncos, bro. Like, I'm talking about it. Like, I got people in here that can attest to that. I'm talking about the Broncos for, like, two days straight. So, uh, yeah. When we we had those tough losses, it's just take some time off, man. Get your head right, clear your head. Just get clear your mind. You know what I'm saying? Cause I feel like you'll lose and lose even more. You start forcing stuff, right, right, and right. stuff like that. You don't ever want to force stuff. You don't want to force your money and go broke and do stupid stuff like that. So yeah, definitely. Gotcha. Okay, so last few questions I have. Um, just going to, back to the podcast, right? Real mm-hmm. quick, is it anything that you haven't? Done on the podcast that you want to do, or like any goals that you well, have that you have I actually have a regret uh, about my podcast that I didn't get to do. Uh, uh, I should have, and I wish I would have interviewed my great grandfather, uh, R.I.P. to Dave Jacobs, and um, I wish I would have interviewed him and just talked about um, boxing and his legacy. Um, Cause he um, he trained you know Sugar Ray Leonard and Mike Tyson, and he traveled the world like I'm saying everywhere Japan Korea, you know he, he went everywhere with boxing and you know boxing is so global, you know you see all these different fighters these days. Um, that's actually um, I wanted to mention that just because like it kind of eats at me sometimes, but. One thing that he did tell my mom to tell me was to keep talking and to keep recording. So I definitely continue um, to do that. Um, but you said anything that I want to continue to do. Um, well, I kind of got off subject. Or anything that you haven't done that you, like you want to like somebody that you want to interview or like a segment that you want to add. Yeah, man, or that's something a like few, that. bro. I'm yeah. waiting on that Chase Young interview. I'm waiting on the Deshaun Jackson interview. I'm waiting on both of those things, man. So. They got to get with me. I've been trying to get with them for quite some time now. Um, so I like to interview them. And just interview, just get to, get to interviewing other athletes and stuff like that. I definitely love to do that. Or even have a live show like at like a big venue. That would be dope. Or like, you know, just have, just have a live pod somewhere else. That would be dope, man. Um, but I'll say those are a couple of things, you know, off the top of my head that I would definitely like to do. Okay. Um, so this is the last question I have. Um, is there anything, any, outside of the podcast, is there any, like, sports projects or any type of projects that, that you see yourself doing in the future or want to work on? Um, I do want to get into, like, like, I, I, I was um, blessed to call a... Um, 
a college basketball game up at Howard, women's college basketball. Shout out to the lady uh, Bison of Howard University. Um, that will always be dear to me just because that was my first time calling a game. Uh, so I would like to get, uh, you know, at least some more reps at broadcasting because I, I had a lot of fun. I was definitely nervous. If you go back and listen to the tape, I was, mm-hmm. you know, stumbling a little bit out the gate. But, you no, know, it was my first time, man. You get better with time. You get better with repetition and stuff like that. So I like to get into that that space a little more. You called that football game, too, on uh, – I forgot the name. Oh, Colorcast. Colorcast. Yeah, Color Color Cast. Cast. yeah, yeah that was fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you can – I can go do that. I can color cast this game right now. Right. Um, that's cool. Uh, so, I mean, that's another way to, to, to build reps. Um, but just get into that. Uh, maybe get into, like, sideline reporting or, like, analyst work. Those are definitely some things I'm currently chasing. Cool, cool, cool. Um, so we have an audience here. Open yeah. it up to them if they have any questions. Uh, bring the mic around. I think some mics over there. Oh, was mics over there? Yeah. Uh, are they on? It's the only one. Is it on? It's the only one. No, it's the other one. Oh, yeah. Are they on? Yeah. Oh, okay, gotcha. Uh, <laughs> Mom has a question. Who's my favorite team? You did not give a shout out to the Super Bowl the champions. <laughs> well, they, they suck now, but they suck now. But we still the champs. Yeah, okay, you, you, we went to Super Rams, Bowl huh? how many times? Um, in the last oh, few years. Since since I have you here, tell everybody why you're a Rams fan. It's the most ridiculous thing you'll ever hear. <laughs> um, those are my former initials: R A M, Rangela Nietzsche Martin. Sorry, that has nothing to do with football. I've been loving them since way back with Eric Dickerson. So, shout out to the Rams. Shout out Kurt Warner, too. Oh, number 13, the best number ever, the best quarterback ever. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> 9 13, yes, yes, my birthday. Thank you. But keep doing your, um, keep doing your thing, Michael. Okay. Um, proud Thank of you. you. Congratulations on episode number 200. Thank you. Um, I have a question. You got question. celebrity on the mic, by the way. Whatever. Uh, you got a YouTuber, many <laughs> what, faces of Lex. Whatever. Has a microphone in her hand, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, so first and foremost, I just want to congratulate you on your 200th episode. Thank you. Um, and build your top five for top, top like five a what? basketball team. Like, huh? you could, if you could build. Oh, if I could build a top five. A oh, top five. I was actually hoping I get this question. I have LeBron yeah. James at point guard. I have Michael Jordan at shooting guard, Kobe Bryant at uh, small forward, um, Katie at the four, power forward, and Shaq at the five. Look at you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I've been thinking about it. like that. We like that. Thank you. Is it over? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Congratulations on number 200, son. I, one you. of your uh, podcasts you did, I remember you did of a. Uh, Guess a kid played soccer. That was a really oh yeah, my God, Chris is doing it. You need to shout shout that one out because that was a good yeah, one. That was uh, one of my favorites. I, I totally forgot. Um, my guy Chris is doing Chim, uh, one of my col- uh, I'm sorry, high school classmates at the Matha. Um, I'm gonna actually tell a story how that came about. Thank you for bringing that up. Um, I was working retail 
at um, Snipes, formerly known as Kicks USA. And he came into the store, and it was it was like my first time seeing him since high school. And um, this was probably 2018, maybe, 2018, 2019, one of those. And um, you know, it was real good to see him. I knew he had cancer. Um, he had stage four Hodgkin's lymphoma. And um, when I saw him, he said he was in remission. And um, I was like, man, we got, we got, you know, get you on the podcast. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, that's I, that's an amazing story to tell. Um, he plays for DC United. I, no, I failed to mention that. But um, yeah, we got to talking, and he, he, you know, it was a real great story. He talked about, you know, the support of his family, the support of, you know, his club, DC United, and yeah, it was a real, real heartfelt story. Um, yeah, shout out to my guy Christian Durian. That was a that was a good story. First of all, nephew, I want to say congratulations on your 200th episode. Thank you. I am so very proud of you. I actually think you should go into sports casting. I think you should just put a net out there <laughs> and see what's out there because there is something out there for you. All Thank you have you. to do is just be patient and it's going to come, but you got to you got to throw it out there. Now, when we were watching a football game on yesterday, um and I hate the Dallas Cowboys, and you know that. <laughs> but I saw, I saw something that, that came across the bottom of the screen that said that they may be interviewing Odell Beckham yeah. to come play with them. How true is that, and what do you think about that? God, I hope not, first of all. Um, um, he's one of my favorite players. I mentioned that earlier. Um, there is some, that is one of the teams he's considering. Uh, I think it's Cowboys, uh, Giants, 49ers, Chiefs, Bills, I believe. Um, so that is that is true. He is considering them. So let's just hope. Anybody Cowboys fans in here? Okay, well, I hope it doesn't happen uh, to my audience. So, yeah. And then I have one other question. You know, San Antonio Spurs, that's my favorite basketball team of all time. So you got to give me a little bit of insight as to what's going on with them because, you know, I'm a big sports fanatic. Yeah. I'm from a family of sports fanatics. Oh, so you yeah. Oh, now. yeah. Um, they're rebuilding. Um, it's going to be a long rebuild, Aunt Diane. I'm not even going sugarcoat. You think Popovich will stay? He'll he'll probably retire soon. I I don't know why he's still coaching, if you ask me. But I guess to do something with these young players, because it's a real it's a real young group of guys. So right. All the players they currently have are young, like Trey Jones, Kelvin Johnson, Devin Vassell, a bunch I don't of even young. Know anybody anymore. Yeah, a bunch of young players. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. He you know he has the the jewelry, the championships. I don't know why Popovich is still coaching. Um, guess for the love of it, you know, to inspire a group of young men, because like I said, the team is young. Might be the youngest team in the league. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a long rebuild. <laughs> they won't be back on top for, sorry to break it to you, like another decade. Anybody from overseas? <laughs> overseas? That they have on their team currently. Who they got? Yaka Pertle? Yaka Pertle's on yeah, their team? He's been in the U.S. for a but, while. Yeah, he's been in the U.S. for a while. They don't have um, anybody coming over, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think so either. Unless they get Victor, but... Oh, Victor Wimbenyaka. That would be dope for the Spurs. That would jumpstart their rebuild. Uh, Victor Wimbenyaka, so... Uh, yeah, it's going to be a long rebuild. 
So stay patient. <laughs> Any more? I think I have two more questions for you. I'm all ears. Um, okay, so do you think Katie is ever going to come home? No. And why? Because he said he don't want to play here. He don't want to. It's too much distraction going on in D.C. Like, you got to think about it. You got to think about it. a player comes home, all the, you know, stuff they got to deal with. You know, all the, I mean, you know, he has enough money to be protected from that. But, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, leeches and stuff like that. They want to. I mean, I think, honestly, if you look at this Wizards team, like, it would be a good fit with this, this roster that we're looking at right now. But um, I think I, I don't think he'd want to be here. Like he didn't even go to college here. He went to Texas mm-hmm. to get away from here. So right. yeah. Okay. And my last question um, is: How do you feel about the whole like Kyrie Irving situation? <laughs> I mean, gotta ask because like we gotta we gotta talk about those issues sometimes too, because I feel like it's important to tackle issues like that especially like when so many people who have done similar things have like gotten a pass for it yeah um so what do you like how do you feel about that so i think i think it was a bit unfair just because i'm not gonna and i'm not gonna like say it was blown out of proportion because i'm not anti-semitic i'm not you know i don't you know you know, I don't I don't got Thanks. anything against Jewish people. But I do think like it was a little overblown because he he shared a link and it's not like he wasn't necessarily promoting it as he mentioned, but mm-hmm. like they it kinda made him go through a bunch of stuff. Like they wanted him to uh, you know, apologize and they wanted to they wanted him to sit down with the owner who's Jewish, uh the commissioner of the league is Jewish. So you know, I will say, if he wasn't Kyrie Irving, he they would have made an example out of him, and he would have been out of the league. Um, there was a player a couple of years ago, a Caucasian player uh, by the name of Myers Leonard, and he talked about, he basically said a Jewish remark, a Jewish slur that is like being called the N-word. He said that, and mm-hmm. he hasn't been in the NBA since. So, But it, this is Kyrie Irving. You know, I, I do think, like I said, they, they would have made an example out of him if he wasn't Kyrie. But, yeah, I do think it was a little bit blown out of proportion. For sure. Thank you. Okay. Uh, that I was sitting here thinking about. Uh, and I always mess his name up, so bear with me, Matumbo. Uh, Matumbo? The camera okay. Matumbo? Yes. Okay. So he has been diagnosed with having a brain tumor. Yeah. And he's done so many things over in his country. I mean, yeah. He's built a in hospital Congo, yes. and yes. Yes. so many different things. So now that he's dealing with this major health issue, you have any updates about that? Last thing I read was he was doing fine, like he was doing better. Um, but... I, I know I would just assume you know I would say he's one of God's angels all the all the great things he's done over in Congo um you know he played in the league for a while and you know he gave back to where he was from and you know at the time he wasn't there weren't many international players you know to come into the league 
and you know to give back and do all the things he's done. I think he's like one of God's angels. But yeah, last last thing I read was he was doing well probably like a month ago. But that was the last. I think Alonzo Mourning has shared an update on him. I that was got, the last update I, I had. I actually got a chance to meet him at a funeral a few years ago. Wow, really? One of the doctors that I work for, um, it was his daughter's. Mm-hmm. And um, I was amazed because I'm looking at this man that's so tall and mm-hmm. I'm so short. Yeah, he's seven feet. And for him to actually, we actually had a conversation and I was like, wow, this man is actually talking to me. That's dope. So I was, yeah, I was. Really, yeah, that's just pretty dope. Yeah, and just to know that he's going through what he's going through right yeah. now. Yeah. So. That's a good question. Got any other questions? That was all you had, bro? That was it. That was all the questions you had? That was it. All right, well, we, we have any more? We don't? Squire, Rashida, Kendall, Shawman, Aunt Sheila. Oh, Sheila, you like to talk. How you not having a question for me? All right, well, um, I guess this concludes episode 200. Um, I'd like to thank my audience for coming out tonight. That was very fun. It was the first. I'd like to thank everybody who has played a role in this podcast and who's helped me reach this milestone. Um, it's definitely been a journey, but, you know, it doesn't stop, man. We got got to do episode 201 next week. So, you know, we're back at it. Um, <laughs> we're back at it. And, uh, yeah, I look forward to uh, creating more content and creating 200 more episodes. Um, B. Jones, I want to thank you. Uh, you did an excellent job. I know this is a little different for you. Um, but yeah, this was fun. This is a lot of fun, man. So, yeah, to my audience, thank you guys for the continued love and support. Um, everybody's been rocking with me since day one. Even everybody, you know, the day two, the day threes. I appreciate you guys. Um, B. Jones, got any remarks? Uh, just honored to, you know, have this opportunity. Blessed to speak with you in your home, episode 200. So I just want to thank you for that. Yes, sir. All right, so... To my audience, I love you guys. Appreciate the continued love and support. Episode 200 is done. Peace.